Hey everybody, it's Joelle and Stephen Gibson in 20 minutes. With us. We're both in bed right now. Don't worry, it's not that kind of podcast. I've been having diarrhea. Um, Joelle. What? People need to know the gory details. I have had an upset tum-tum for the past little bit. And uh, so I just, I don't have the energy to get up and go in the closet. Stephen's starting to get a headache. But we wanted to come on and do our podcast because we know that people like to listen <laughs> on Mondays. Lisa. <laughs> so let's talk about some cool things. Let's talk about fun things that happened this week. So okay. Joelle has some big news she wants to share that you probably already know. Follow me on the meads. You already know. I'm going to Seneca College in September for library and information technician. Um, studies and I'll be doing that for two years um, after which I hope to get a job working in a library Um, and then my end goal is to go to university to become a librarian Mm, cool yeah so I'm really excited and nervous a little bit it's all online schooling so that's good Um, yeah it'll be interesting I'm excited to learn Aren't we all? No, we're not all. Well, good job, Joelle. Thank you. Awesome. But I actually, I'll say this. It's such a money grab to apply to colleges and universities. Like, it's $95 just to apply. Um, And you can choose up to five? Or I can't remember. Anyway, I applied to a couple other programs, too, just to, like, get my $95 worth. And, like, as a buffer, like... I was trying not to get too excited about getting into Seneca because that's my first choice. Um, So I applied to a couple of other things just in case. I applied to Business Human Resources and I got in. And then I applied to um, Early Childhood Education and I was waitlisted, which is still really good because that's like... Yeah, I love the (laughs) waitlist. Well, no. It's my favorite place to be. It means that I've been accepted but there's just not enough room in the program and that's a really popular program anyway it's very competitive so yeah interesting Mm -hmm. well my news for the week is that i i got my wallet back that was crazy i lost my wallet many moons ago many times and uh a police officer came to the door at like check nine (laughs) o'clock nine o'clock at night and she's like, how are you, Steven? I was like, yeah. She's like, is this your wallet? And I was like, oh my gosh, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, um, I didn't cancel any of the cards in it or anything because I'd been watching online and nothing had been like, I knew all the transactions. Yeah. Uh, so I just like, you know, maybe one day I'll just like get it back. <laughs> and, and Sure enough. Yeah, so I thought that was weird that they delivered it and they weren't just like, hey, come down to the precinct and get your wallet. Yeah. Um, we were joking that, like, she was going through all the wallets and saw Steven's ID photo and I was like, oh, okay, I'll yeah. drop this off. It's from when I was 21, <laughs> like, fresh off my mission. So it hey, won't bad. He's super hot in it. Um, yeah, that was awesome. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Any other big things happen? That's pretty much all I can think of right now. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, happy Father's Day, everyone. Who's a father? <laughs> <laughs> and who has a father? Yeah. Uh, cool. Let's talk about some things we watched. Okay, so actually, I made a note on our Facebook page 
just so I didn't forget what I watched. I know right off the bat I watched Never Have I Ever on Netflix. It's uh, Mindy Kaling produced it. Uh, I think she wrote it too. Um, it's so good, you guys. Don't watch the trailer because the trailer makes it seem really like raunchy and just all about like teenage sex. It's really not. It's like a coming of age story about this nerdy Indian girl um, who's in high school and... Oh, now I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yes, it did look very sexual. It's not at all. Like, there's sexual moments, but it's nowhere, it's not as bad as, like, anything crazy. Like, oh, if they're marketing it to teens, they probably did it the right way. Yeah, it's kind of, it gives me the same vibes as, like, To All the Boys I Loved Before and C.R. Burgess is a Loser, like, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it really teaches a lot about, like, the Indian culture and, um... Or the Hindu culture and stuff, and it's just really cool. Uh, but it's funny. Anyway, it's about this girl, and she ends up... She wants to lose her virginity to this really popular guy, and so Don't she just, all. like... <laughs> <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> she just, like, goes for it and, like, asks him, like, if they could have sex, and he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> and she's like, oh, yeah. Well, spoilers. And then... Well, don't don't spoil it. You're spoiling it. I feel like it's been spoiled for me personally. It has. That seems like a funny part of the show that has now been spoiled. You're a spoiler alert. Anyway, they end up not. (laughs) Okay, well, continue on, please. But she, like, she told her friends that she was going to, and then she doesn't correct her friends when they say that they did, but they actually didn't. So, like, it just, like, becomes this whole thing. And there's other little things in it, too. And I think it handles, like, um, typical teenage drama in a really good way. I guarantee if Kathleen was listening, she would be upset. I know. I was thinking of Kathleen when you said spoilers. Sorry, Kathleen. Um, Oh, speaking of Kathleen, she's been doing Mm cross-stitching. And she actually made, like, a YouTube channel talking about her cross-stitching. And she gave us a shout-out. Wow, what a nerd. (laughs) It's actually really good. Um, oh, she just sent me a message. Okay, so the other thing I watched, so never have I ever. Definitely recommend it. Um, okay, I'll take a turd. Okay, yeah, you Bossy go. Pants, what's up? But you got to watch that show. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it okay. one day. Okay, cool. I finished watching Kron. Kron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what's interesting is there is a place. It's, it's based on an actual place in Italy what's that actually has a town buried in a lake with just the bell tower popping out of the lake the town is called Kron it's a longer name than that Um, and there is actually folklore about the lake and stuff like that so it's kind of a riff off of that Um, so I finished it I I like the music and like the kind of mood but it's basically about teens being angsty and then these weird things happen yeah and then they smoke pot and weird things happen and then they smoke pot and then as it, as it does very tragic things happen <laughs> and oh, then spoiler well no i don't feel like that is no, and uh then it kind of ends it really sets itself up for a second season which i'm not sure it'll get i liked it it's confusing mm. i think that's kind of what they're going for like you really don't know what's going on and you don't really know too much more by the end of it, but 
the whole premise of the show is essentially, and this is in the very first part of episode one, that there are, you know, the old uh, proverb or whatever it is that there are two wolves inside of us and whichever one you feed is the one that wins. Mm -hmm. So there's always wolves throughout the show. They're like a big part of it. And then the curse of Crone is that, uh, you know, the side of you that you are like starving or not right. giving it attention finally comes out through the slag or something it's weird i didn't like it as much as into the night which mm-hmm. is another foreign flick yeah we talked about it yep into the night is great and then i had there's one called dark which a lot of people watched a long time ago that yeah. i tried watching it but i was watching it um dubbed which was just awful so i'm gonna go back and try and watch it with the german Schnitzer. Yeah, but I do. Yeah, it's frustrating watching subtitle stuff because you have to watch it yeah. until like about like the eighth episode when you kind of know some words and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, mama, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one. Pasta. <laughs> yeah. Ravioli. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um. Okay. So the other show on Netflix I watched is Sweet Magnolias. Um, you've probably not to seen... be confused with Steel Magnolias. Yes, not to be confused. I thought it was like a ripoff of it. Anyway, it's really cute. It's kind of like a Hallmark sort of show, but it's like not cheesy. I mean, it's cheesy, but it's not like Gouda. You know what I mean? That's like a marble. <laughs> anyway, it's really good. Um, again, it's kind of like it's about these three women who have been lifelong friends and they've always had a dream of like owning a business together and they have kids and so there's like some teenage drama mixed in there um adult drama divorce drama who do you think would like this show anyone who liked drop dead diva heart of dixie um you think it's as good as heart of dixie I think it's better than Heart of Dixie. Yeah? Yeah. Who's the lead of the show? Um, She was in Gossip Girl, I think. She played Nate's girlfriend for a while. Is that the same girl? Yeah, I think her name was Brie in Gossip okay. Girl. Um, and the girl from Drop Dead Diva. Which De- one? Deb, the main girl. Oh. Uh, yeah, Brie Buckley in Gossip Girl. That's the main girl. Remember her? Oh... And then yeah. Drop Dead Diva. Yeah. That girl. Okay. It's really cute. It's set in the South, so they all And what's have, it like, called? Steel Magnolias? Accent. Yeah. I don't know if you'd like it. You might, actually. But the one thing... No, that... it's not called Steel Magnolias. Sweet Magnolias. Sweet. Okay, there you go. Anyway, the one <laughs> thing that kind of bugs me is um, Chris Klein. Is that his name? Yeah. KK? Like, Maybe it's not Chris Klein. Hold on, I gotta look Don't it worry up. about it. It's not important. Anyway, the one guy who's in it, he's not Southern in real life, but he puts on the Southern accent that's just like a little too much. Um, and so it was distracting anytime there were scenes. It's like he was in a play and doing this accent. So every word is like, this baby girl. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Like, you got to watch it. That's actually a really, really good impersonation. <laughs> um, so it's very odd. And just like, ugh. But everyone else, I think, is really good. And it's, you know, just one of those little shows that you watch. Yeah, cool. 
And then the other movie I watched, I was on a roll lately, guys. Last night I stayed up until like 1.30, 2 o'clock. I was bawling my eyes out. Oh, once one more thing about Sweet Magnolias. It ends on like a major cliffhanger for season two. Um, so I really hope that that continues. It's really weird right now with coronavirus because like this is the time where people would be filming, right? Um, yeah, I think. So they can't be. Oh, my armpit hair is hurting. Ew. It happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sad about what's going to happen with Corona, but I think people are starting to go back to sets. I don't know. Uh, it's not essential at all. And we're starting to get the second wave here soon, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so the other movie I watched is Beautiful Boy. Um, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about the books that I read uh, way back when we started this podcast. Uh, beautiful boy and spoiler alert they don't <laughs> <laughs> i read the book beautiful boy by david chef and oh i bet his parents gosh. were really disappointed he became a writer david chef he's such a dork mm-hmm. and then the book by nick chef i can't remember what it was called twitch twerk <laughs> tweak tweak it <laughs> was called go. tweak it's about his struggle with uh, crystal meth addiction. Yeah, and there's a, a Michael Scott movie about it. Yes, that's the movie I watched. And Oh, was, you recently watched Oh, I watched okay. it last night. Yeah. And it was just, it's very cinematic and like artistic in the way that it's filmed. I find a lot of movies are really cinematic, actually. Yeah, it's not like, this is the beginning. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm making fun of you. You know what I'm trying to say, though? <laughs> like... I'm trying that's to really you really you're impressed by the cinematography, I guess. No, it's like our artistic. Why I said artistic. I said Art cinematic, nouveau. artistic, avant-garde. I'm gonna shoot you. Eventually, in the one nose. of these buzzwords are gonna. Stick. I think it's artistic as the way it's not filmed in like a regular way. I'm gonna strangle Stephen. Um, like it's not uh, scene by scene. It like cuts. You know what I mean? Like it cuts. So it goes like, from one scene and then the movie ends. You need to have to turn it back on again, and then the next scene starts. Okay, I'm going to press stop in a second <laughs> and restart this whole thing. Okay. No, but, like, um, it, it's like, a broken narrative. It's a broken narrative, so it'll flash back to, you know, when Nick was a baby or, like, a, a child and then present and then, I don't know. A baby and then a toddler and then a preteen. I hate you. Anyway, it's extremely heartbreaking, but I think it's a good movie to watch. And I fast forwarded a couple why do you scenes. Think? I'm in the middle of a sentence. I fast forwarded yeah, but a couple why do you scenes. Think that? <laughs> um, whipping needles, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was okay. There was one sex scene that was weird, but you don't see anything. Then why was it weird? Because it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Um, but definitely, if there's some disturbing images, obviously, because it's drug use. Yeah. What were you going to say? Why do I think it's an important movie? Because I think it um, really explains drug addiction in a way that uh, many people might not understand or believe. And, like, the dad has to go through that all, right? Like, understanding that this is a disease. This isn't just a choice. This isn't something that he can fix and I think that's the main message is like 
you know, he can't fix his child and his heart is breaking. There's this one scene um, where Nick is like crying and begging his dad, please, please help me. I need your help. I'll do anything. And the dad finally has to be like, I cannot help you. I love you, but you need to fix this on your own. And like, it does such a good job at um, just highlighting what it feels like as a parent, like how much love you have for your kid and how painful it is when they're hurt, you know? Yeah. And it's really sweet. It's like a mini office reunion. So obviously Steve Carell, Michael Scott, Holly Flax is in it plays his ex-wife and then his new wife is actually played by Robert California's wife um so it's just it's weird I had to watch The Office right after because I just needed to make sure that Steve Carell was okay he's such a good actor in this movie Mm. and that's it that's all I watched well I don't think I ever mentioned watching Space Force did I like finishing it I did oh I don't know if you mentioned finishing it I think it was just um anyway I don't think it's good, but I think some people might like it. I know. I was like on Netflix today and like, should I start that? But I decided to start Anne of, or Anne with an E. And yeah, it's, I think it's really for a certain kind of person, but I can't, I don't know how to articulate this kind of person. Like a loser, an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Someone who thinks they're funny, but they're really not. Yeah. Anyway. Um, well, thank you for sharing all of that with yeah. us. That was, I feel blessed. Aww, Hashtag thanks, stay blessed. Thanks for interrupting me 50 times. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> um, I guess one thing I did want to mention. <clears throat> is that you're gay? This will be our new segment called Current Affairs. Do, 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 do. Are you okay? Yeah. Um, one thing Steven's I, currently having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my current one is. Go on. I recently, with all the things going on with Black Lives Matter and the processing. Processing. The processing of the protests. <laughs> week, Joelle, week. Um, learned about Juneteenth. Have you heard of this? Yes, they have a whole episode of it on Black AF. Oh, yeah. It's really funny. What I find shocking is that it wasn't a national holiday until... now yeah (laughs) like of all the things they do actually celebrate in the states i know they don't celebrate one of the most important events of their history when they ended slavery it's insane it's just so weird i found that so bizarre when i learned about that now we may have the exact same thing in canada i have no idea about it oh i think we do i think we do for many things and like um it's Indigenous Month, Indigenous Indigenous Awareness Month, or something. Um, I didn't get. The but name it's right. different when it's in. Well, that's good. Yeah. Anyway. Those I feel are like, uh, yeah, here's a month. Um, yeah, I know. But when it's like a national holiday that people like that, it just makes it so much more important to, to everyone in that country. Sure. Um, and the awareness is so much better. Anyway, it's insane. Uh. Yeah, I just found that so weird. Yeah. We're learning a lot. I've been reading books with the kids that I've been trying to have, like, more um, black leads in books. And I'm going to try and get them to watch a couple shows that have, you know, people of color in them instead. And they're actually really good with that. 
Um, anyway, we read uh, Meet Viola, Viola Desmond. Uh, she's the woman on the $10 bill. Canadian $10 bill. <laughs> Why am I having like such a hard time speaking? $10 bill. Um, no one noticed anything but you. I know. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, it was a really interesting book, and it's great for kids. It's a picture book, so... Um, if your libraries are open, even for curbside pickup, check that out. It's called Meet Viola Desmond. I kept saying Davis, but that's the actress. Um, yeah. She's really cool. Did we read the story with you? Did you read it with Sienna? No. Oh. She basically was this really successful hairdresser, and her car broke down in this place as she was on the way for like this meeting. And she was like, you know what? I never take time out for myself. I'm going to go to the movies. And... She did, and she didn't want to sit up in the balcony where she couldn't see the screen, but that's where black people had to sit. And so she went and was like, you know what, I'm just going to sit down here. There's tons of room. And uh, they asked her to move, and she was like, look, I'll pay extra for this seat. I can afford it. And they ended up calling the cops, and she was arrested and spent the night in jail. And she started fighting for uh, equality and better treatment of black people. This mm. was in Canada. Yeah. So we have our own history, too. And I think it's important that we, um, you know, when we're educating, as we're educating ourselves right now during this time, um, that we look at our own history as well. Yeah. It's just a lot easier to see American history because they put it on display so much better than Canada does. Mm-hmm. But I think that's our responsibility as white Canadians to really As Canadians, see- yeah. Well, especially as white Canadians. Well, sure. I mean, I'm just talking about our history in general. Yeah. But, and we all know now, like, yes. I like that it's coming out now that history books in all schools are not accurate. Like, there's well, a lot it's that's kind missing. Of awkward, obviously. This fact that we stole the country from another yeah. human race or whatever we want to call it. Um same thing, obviously, with America. Like, colonialism Mm -hmm. is obviously, like, horrible. (laughs) And, but it's, obviously, that's the way the world works back then. Yeah, and, you know, like, that's but it's But it's still awkward that they're, like, it's not like we obliterated them. We just, I'm talking about the Native Americans. Mm -hmm. How we just, like, kind of were like, okay, go over here. Yeah, and let us take all your children and all your resources and control you. It'd be different if they were, like, gone. Sure. And I mean different in the sense of, like, uh, I don't even know what I mean, actually. I think it's weird that it's like, hey, yeah, we recognize that we stole this country from you and we're not going to give it back (laughs) and um, deal with it. Mm -hmm. Also, here's some free money, but not much. Yeah, and we're not going to... Um, help you when you need it or also go up north where it's cold yeah exactly so i think this but i think that's important to know the history and even though it's ugly like you know we know it's ugly and that's how can we make it better how can we move forward and teaching children i mean like we have no problem teaching kids the graphic nature of the holocaust which i you know think is important but we don't teach what's actually happening or, you know, about slavery in Canada, or black rights, or, you know, racism, things that we're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Si, senor. 
Yeah, I think there's so much in school that needs to be taught. Um, and I just, I hope that the education continues to improve. You know, I think we're making strides in certain areas. Like I love the new health curriculum that was released and sad that so many people were brainwashed into believing that it was like pornography for your infants. Um, and so I, I just hope that people can kind of just wake up a little bit and realize, you know, we're not trying to, it's, it's not bad to teach your kids about the harsh realities of the world. Yes, as we do, we should. I do think there's a problem in that a lot of parents are not equipped, and they should make themselves equipped to properly teach the children these sure, things. Sure, but that's why I think educators should be equipped, and that's why I think curriculums need to change, yeah. and we need to include more things. It's literally their job to educate our children on, you know, the world, yeah. essentially. So. I hope math goes away. Rachel's going to cry. <laughs> I, I think of all the math that I've used but... in my life. No, I think for some people, absolutely, that should be given as an option. You need to know certain math skills. It's just like... Yes, but very basic ones. <laughs> yeah. I think they should and teach And we need to digits. accept the reality that we all have smartphones. Yeah, definitely. Remember when teachers were like, you're not always going to have a calculator in your I pocket. I literally have one on my wrist, so... Up yours, Mrs. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think the the school system has not caught up to speed. But you know what? Yeah. It's also it's not that people probably don't want to bring it up to speed. It's really hard to change entrenched. Absolutely, and because you face problems. so much backlash too out of fear from people of things that they don't understand, and so I think it's just this weird cycle. We all need to do better. We all need to educate ourselves. Stop asking other people. Yeah you know, what they should do and just do it yourself. So I've got an online petition going for removing math from high school. And <laughs> anyone wants to sign it. Anyway. Okay. Well, right. have a good a one. Love you guys.